Today I have my old and good friends, good friend, not old in terms of age, but in terms of how long we know each other, because still pretty young, Luigi from Spain. And we're going to have a little chat with him about life, languages, travels. So I'm just typing it here about life, languages and travels. And we're going to start in a couple of minutes. Just we'll wait Instagram to send out the invitations, let people know that we're starting and obviously wait for for my friend Luigi as well to be here and we're going to start in a few minutes so if you want you can go grab your coffee grab your tea grab your cup of water and then we're going to start immediately hey Thor how are you it's good to see you man and soon we should make a chat like this as well <laughs> let's catch up soon brother so as I said for the newcomers we're going to start in a couple of minutes if you need to grab anything then grab it and come down and join this conversation. At the end, we will also have time for questions. So if you have any questions, you're free to ask. And meanwhile, I'll be waiting for Luigi as well, who should be here in a second. And Luigi, if you are here, just please send a request to be in the live chat. And yeah, then we'll start. So let's wait for one more minute. Love you too, Thor. It's good to hear, it's good to see you, brother. All right, so today basically we're going to speak with Luigi, who is a friend of mine since I know, I know him since 10 years. We have met, we were working together in our student association that I often mention, AG, which is a student association that promotes diversity, multiculturalism, cultural awareness, higher education. And we both started that organization very young, I think he's like a couple of years younger than me, but when we met, I guess he was 20 and I was around 23, 24. He came to one of our events uh, where we were discussing about people's perceptions in Europe. But then we have met in different places in Europe and then we build up friendship and we still follow each other. And he's a very inspirational guy. He travels, he speaks languages, he's Spanish originally, but he speaks very good English and we're going to have this conversation in English. But we will also try some Spanish and Russian, perhaps. And apart from that, I'm sure he speaks more languages. I know he speaks very good Russian, but I don't know if he speaks more. So we'll ask him. So Luigi is here. I'm going to invite him without further ado. Luigi, if you could send a request to be in the live chat, I will accept you immediately. So if you can, just please send a request. If you don't know how to do it, I'll just take you in. So I'll wait for you for a second. Luigi, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be between five, four, three, two, one. The only problem, Luigi, that you are not vertical, you're horizontal, so you have to flip your phone. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So let me... It doesn't work like that. You can't put it horizontal. Okay, one second. All right. Hi, good? Yes, you can maybe put your camera a bit down so your head is more up because it's a bit, yeah. Right? Yeah, fantastic. How are you? 
How are you doing, man? Fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Good to see you, brother. How is everything? Where are you right now? You're in Madrid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the capital right. of Spain, Madrid. Yeah. The capital of Spain. So before we start, maybe you can shortly introduce yourself. Like, where are you from? What did you study? In which countries you lived? Like, very shortly for people to have a better idea about you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm 31 years old. I'm from Spain. My family is from... My father's family is from a small town called Zamora, and my mom's family is from Madrid, so I'm kind of Madrilian, ma Madrileño, kind of. Madrileño. Yeah. And yeah. I studied my bachelor in translation and interpreting, so I'm really keen on languages, and I currently work as a translator. And then I did a master's in tourism management, and that was thanks to the Erasmus Mundus program. So since that program, I studied in Bel in, I did my Erasmus in my bachelor in Belgium, but then this Erasmus Mundus I did it in Denmark, in Slovenia, Ljubljana, and in Girona, in Spain. So that was a really cool experience because it was a kind of you know mix from all over the world, thirty-five people. All around the world. Yeah, yeah. like living, studying, and traveling together, you know, from from different places in Europe. Uh, you know, gave me like a bigger picture of, you know, the world because I haven't traveled as much as you like to America, to Asia, you know, and I have been I've traveled quite a lot, not, not that far in Europe a lot, but I still have a lot of, you know, pending places to go. So I'm, apart from that, I have lived in Russia, in Voronezh and in Moscow. I did a volunteering project in Voronezh for six months because I wanted to learn, like to up my level in Russian language. And I found, found a volunteering project. And yeah. to that I could, you know, like get a professional level in Russia. And then I was living there for in total about two years. And currently it's like my main, I could say field of expertise slash, Russian. you know, passion. So. All right. Did you only live in Voronezh for these two years, or did you move in? Did you live in other cities as well in Russia? I lived in Voronezh one year and two months in total, and then in Moscow for half a year. So, okay. okay we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll come to that. I, I'm curious about your travel experience as well. But now the languages that you speak are Spanish, English, Russian. What else? Yeah, like those are my three professional languages. And then I lived in Barcelona for a year. And in Barcelona, it's like a region in the north of Spain where they speak another language, which is Catalan. And it belongs to the same family of Spain, same as Spanish, like Italian, French, Portuguese, Romanian, and Catalan. So it's quite easy to understand and to grasp, you know, but as, as far as I am, you know, very on languages, and I don't like to be just like a passive, you know, yeah. Listener, I wanted to actively learn and, and speak. So I, every time that I go to Catalonia, I, I use it very frequently. And All right, that's cool. That's nice. And it's like a really good asset because, you know, people who have it as a first language, like they use it as, a, as their mother tongue. They, yeah. they can speak Spanish as well, but it's nice for them if, you, if you speak their, their mother tongue. And besides, yeah. if you are from another part from Spain, you know, it's like quite a shock for they, you. They appreciate it, yeah. Because, you know, it's like 
yeah, you don't need to, but, <laughs> but you know, I, don't, I try to focus on languages not as a tool to, you know, of course, it always gives you also, you know, a possibility to earn more money or to rise and grow professionally. But I take it also as, a, you know, a human thing, you know, to share with people, to, to get closer yeah. to people. And I think now that you are in Peru, you, you are probably feeling it, right? Like if you speak to people in Spanish, you know, you get like another picture of, of their lives and their experiences. Obviously, I mean, I think it's an important point not to just focus on or trust to the fact that you can speak English or whatever language is spoken generally there and not try to understand at least even a little, little bit the local language or the dialect. Because once you do it, well, first of all, it's good for you. It's a good brain exercise. It's never bad to learn languages. But secondly, uh, people really appreciate it. And then you connect much better with the people there. And then you become less of a tourist and more of a traveler, actually. So this is what I think. So I'm sure, I'm sure you resonate with that also. I'm sure in, when you go to Russia, as a Spanish guy who speaks Russian fluently, I'm sure they're shocked at your <laughs> Russian. What are, you, what are the reactions in Russia that you get when they hear you speaking Russian? Yeah, you know, first reactions, people always ask, like, first of all, why are you here? Like, почему ты из Испании приехал в Россию? Like, why are you coming from, like, sunny and... Yeah. Such an amazing country to this shitty country. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they think. Yeah, a really good image and a very good reputation in Russia. So they see yeah. themselves like, you know, like wild and cold. And it's like, how are you, like, why would you come? Why? why would you learn, right? Like, but then after, you know, at the beginning, it was like the same conversation over and over and over. Like, you know, like, <laughs> boom, 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 many the same questions all the time. Like, why are you here? Uh, what's the most difficult thing in Russian? Um, you know, what do you like about Russia and so on? But then once you get like a good, good level, like you can yeah. ask back another questions and, you know, like... It becomes a conversation at the end, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you improve your level, yeah. And, and, and people are, are really, you know, friendly and they are really, you know, op I wouldn't say open-minded, but they like hospitable, right? Like, like they embrace you, they embrace foreigners if they see that they are like that foreigners are interested about Russia and their culture and their language they are really you know like they open your house they open their you know their hearts yeah. everything so you can get a really good like feeling even if you don't know the person that closely if they get like a good vibe you know they have a lot of um, uh, in Russian, the word dusha, maybe you know it, it's soul. And soul? Yeah. No, I, I don't know the word, but yeah, it's, it's a new word for me, dusha. Yeah, dusha. And they talk a lot about ruskaya dusha, right? Like the... Um, Russian soul, yeah. Like Russian hospitality, I guess, like in a way, right? Their, their spirit, their culture, yeah. Yeah, I understand. their culture, something like that. And I have really felt this concept, you know, for example, in this volunteering, I was working in summer camps with small kids, you know, not, not that small, but, you know, from seven years old till 16, yeah. you know, like in the woods, just like living kind of, you know, wildlife in, in tents and swimming in the river every day and so on. And I got like this feeling of community of Ruskaya Dusha, like 
they are really, you know, they care a lot about feelings, about what's going on inside you, your personal development. And that, I get the feeling that people in Europe, in Western society, don't really have yeah. that image about Russia. But then once you, you get into their culture, you get to know that they are like really these kind of people, awful people, you could say, right? What do you think? Well, yeah, I, You've been there as well, right? I agree. I mean, Russia is one of the countries that has a bad reputation in the world generally, like the Russian mafia and drugs. <laughs> obviously it's, it's never like it's like like countries like mexico or russia you know like that has a bad reputation once you go there you see that it's completely bullshit it's, i mean super superficial because i mean they are not able to promote themselves well like the americans for example so they suffer a lot from that so it's not a tourist place only travelers like you go mostly and once you go yeah you really understand that people are not like that people on their core that they're nice and hospitable and yeah when you think of a russian you think about a guy who never smiles speaks with an accent of russian but yeah when you go there you see that even though they smile less than a mediterranean but maybe because it's too cold they're super hospitable and <laughs> super nice and yeah they're in russia has an amazing culture as well like their musicals their theater their poems their songs so there is a lot to discover in Russia, I guess, right? I mean, you know better, obviously. Yeah, there is a huge like interest about culture. You know, as you said, like literature, they have like Pushkin, Tolstoy, Dostoevsky. They are like Amazing every kid knows knows like the name, the patronymic, the when they were born. You know, all their famous everything. About them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super interested in their history as well. But I would like to rewind back a bit about you, Luigi, because I, I mean, I wanted to just chat with you and not like one-on-one, -on -one, but open on Instagram and then we put it on YouTube. I, I want to do that because I think you represent a good example of how a young person should live his or her life. Because, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure in Spain it's the same, but in Turkey and a lot of countries, people feel trapped that they feel that they can't reach their full potential, that they can't travel as much as they want to. Money is a problem, time is a problem, like everything can be a problem. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But you, I guess, show, people like you and me, we show that we can break this uh, way of thinking, break this structure, break that status quo, and actually do something that would make us happy, and at the same time, where we could contribute to the world. So I think you're a good example on that. So I want to ask you, how did it start for you? Like, do you have some specific memories on where you said, okay, I want to do this, 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 and I want to join a student organization and I want to travel and I want to learn languages. What was some parameters for you to start having a life where you actually feel fulfilled? Hmm. Yeah, that's like deep and interesting question. <coughs> I would say like, I remember when I was a teenager and I was starting, you know, to think about what, what, I want, what do I want to do when I start university. And I started thinking about like, wow, languages, you know, are nice. I like, I'm good at English in school. I liked, for example, the MBA. So I was reading a lot, you know, Pau Gasol in 2001, he went to the United States. And now he's back to Barcelona, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like a couple of days ago, he, he signed with Barcelona for six months because he wants to to reach the Olympics in Tokyo for, you know, okay. like setting farewell in his career. So 20 yeah. years ago, when he went first time to the United States, I remember like I was like very impressed about the MBA, about English, about, you know, the possibility to start myself traveling. I remember watching the, 
the World Cup in 2006, Football World Cup, and we lost against... That, the one, uh, that was the one that Italy won, no? Yeah, against France. in the penalties against France with Zidane's headband. Yeah. Materazzi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that World Cup and, you know, I was thinking and I thought to myself, wow, you know, it would be nice for the next World Cup in 2010 that I could, like, go to South Africa, you know, because by that time I already knew that it was going to be in South Africa, that I was going to be 20 years old when that happened. So, you know, like, something that slowly you cook, you know, like a slow, fi uh, slow fire in your mind, like starting to travel ahead, like planning ahead your, your trips and your dreams, like I want to go to South Africa. And I thought of that four years before. And then I found the possibility to go there as a volunteer, you know, the, in the FIFA, um, fifa.com slash volunteers. Everyone yeah. could apply for that. I did it. And... It actually was possible, you know, in February in 2010, they sent me an email, had an interview in the embassy in South Africa. <laughs> yeah, they, they confirmed me that I could go to, to South Africa to work as a volunteer. But then once I was accepted, I was like trying to know what I was going to do, you know, because, you know, going to South Africa for a month was like a big trip, a lot of rumors, like it's dangerous and so on. And then... Yeah me that I could work with Spain, with the Spanish team, you know, okay. uh, uh, giving them the balls, moving the goals, you know, taking care of the grass and everything. Oh, nice. So that's an example of a thing that I projected in my mind. And if I, like, I did it, all the steps that I had to do, I did it with a lot of time ahead and previewing or kind of putting myself in the position mentally before even it happened, right? And then eventually, Usually. we won the World Cup, you know, Spain won for the first time in history. I was in the yeah, team, sure. you know, I was working along with the team. So that's like one of my brightest memories of, you know, wow, I want to travel, I want to do something which is like kind of hard and international and, you know, it looks surreal. But yeah, like... It, you did it. it. It's possible if you like think ahead and through the system of volunteering and, you know, speaking like decent English, that's the only basic, you know, requirement that they had, that you are like, you know, kind of sociable and you could like, you know, explain your English and be, you know, functional. But apart from that, you know, if they see that you are a person that wants to, you know, contribute, as you said, then I think that the doors are pretty much open everywhere. Yeah. And of course, and, and Sorry. With your story, I realized that some things, things that people think are impossible to achieve can be actually very easily because a lot of people would say, ah, how can I go to the World Cup? It's impossible. It's too expensive. But you found a way to do it uh, for free or at least for very little cost to do it as a volunteer. And you spent an amazing time with amazing people. By the way, who were, who were playing in the Spanish national team back then? Was it you were with Xavi, Iniesta, Sergio Ramos? Was it that time? Yeah, Busquets. The, the start, the, the final was Spain Netherlands, and it was Casillas, Sergio Ramos, Puyol, Pique, Capdevila, and then Xavi, Iniesta, Xavi Alonso, and <laughs> Villa Torres Pedro. That was oh my God! And and you, you got to interact with all of them then, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like working basically with them, you know, in the pitch, 
and we were ten <laughs> volunteers from. All of them were from South Africa, locals, and I was the only one from Spain. So I was oh. and being the you know language connection between the team. You know, not yeah. not specifically the players. I didn't talk that much to the players, but more to the coach, the second coach, the you know the physical trainer, and all these people around the team that there are like in the shadow, but there are many people, you know, around the, a national team. Who was the coach back then of Spain? Again? Sorry? Who was the coach of Spain back then? Vicente del Bosque. He was the, the Madrid yeah, yeah. for, I think, six, seven years in 2000, from 99 to 2004, I think. And then he was, I mean, he used to be a player in the 70s, 80s. Yeah. And then he won I think the World Cup and the Europe. Okay, yes, back then. I think he also coached in Turkey for a bit, in Besiktas, if I don't... That's true, that's true. Yeah, now that you mention it. And also we have now Guti, you remember him? He was in Besiktas as well. Guti Hernandez, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And he's now yeah. a coach. He's, he was in Almeria, yes, he was fired last year, so now he's looking for a new team. Yeah, true. And did any of the players speak English or were you the only one that could actually speak English? Yeah, that, <laughs> I have a good like, yeah, anecdote on that because at the beginning they didn't know me because I was in the pitch just like working with them, but I didn't talk at all because I was just a, a bit shy and I was a bit shocked of the, of the whole thing. So <laughs> at the beginning they were telling me, yeah, thank you. When I was, you know, doing something, giving them the balls or... They thought you were a foreigner, okay. Yeah, and I said, no, chicos, que soy español, he venido de España y tal. <laughs> and they were like, I remember Fabregas, Fes Fabregas, Piqué, they were like, yeah, they speak quite good English because the ones that have played in, in the UK, in Arsenal, yeah, true. United, true, true. they speak quite well. But then when they saw that I was Spanish, you know, so slowly, like one day after another, they started to to treat me like really closely, you know, because I was part of the team and I could like slowly earn their confidence, you know, and their trust, something like that. And is there any one of them that you are still in touch every now and then? Yeah, I am. I'm still in touch with people from the Federation, you know, like as I told you, people that were behind scenes, like in inside the team. But not, not really with the players because, yeah. Maybe you, don't, you don't send a WhatsApp message to PK? Hey, what's up? I'll check you out. I would like to, but no, nah, no. Nah. It's not, it wasn't my, <laughs> by that time, imagine, I was younger than any of them. I was 20 years old and the youngest player was 21, 22. So now it would be a different thing, right? Like being 30, 31 and they are now in their 20s, 25, 24. Yeah, it would be the feel differently, right? But at that time, they were like, you know, super fit. Gods. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, this is an amazing story, actually. Again, it shows how, with a little proactivity, how miracles could happen in your life. Well, it's not a miracle in per se, but you did things that a lot of people wouldn't even have imagined just by imagining it, believing in it, and working on it. And it didn't require like a stupendous amount of effort as well, just like a, with a little bit, bit of an effort, right? And what about now, Luigi? What are you doing right now? And what are your plans for the future? Hmm, yeah, it's, that's also kind of a tricky question because last year I got um, fired from my job. I was working in tourism. So mm -hmm. <laughs> with the coronavirus crisis, it's not I can imagine. Yeah. the best industry to, to work in. 
and to you know to have like very high expectations and hopes but yeah like i'm working basically with translations with russian and english i'm also teaching spanish online i know that you are also a teacher of english and yeah we're <laughs> colleagues yeah we are colleagues in that in that matter but yeah i'm i'm thinking now you know i am in a quiet phase of my life like i'm not you know i don't want to rush things because everything is like right now very low and very settled so i'm <coughs> in a period when i want to take things like slowly work on my goals and still like you know, motivated with my my hobbies my languages and you know to grow slowly and then probably in i don't know three six months i will see things with a little bit more perspective but yeah i would like to of course keep in touch you know with all this professional career like linked to languages and to tourism if possible okay Support. So what you like to do so you want to keep on doing that in the future as well right right yeah maybe like kind of reorientate myself in, in as i told you in sports I, i told you like privately that i would like to find like some professional path in maybe in tennis world and in football world something mixed with languages i don't know some sort of agent for players interpreter translator that would be something you know that i would love to to make a career out of but yeah i think it's a matter of keeping like knocking on the right doors and keeping working on on myself and things will come yeah and being being resilient obviously because there will always be ups and downs in life right by the way for the people who are watching if you have any questions or anything you would like that let me turn on the comments back again I turned them off because it was it was blocking your face. So, a ver. No. You, you put your camera a bit more down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, your face is super low right now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe or maybe you can back away a bit so it takes you from a bigger angle. Ahí ¿Quieres hablar español un poco? Vuelto. Por supuesto. Sí, es un es un bueno practicar para mí también cuando yo busco un chico español o chica eh, puedo practicar <ríe> en cada oportunidad. Ahora mismo a diario como en tu vida normal qué idiomas hablas? Sí. Turco o inglés? Uh, no, en tur turco no porque estoy en Perú, pero inglés es español con mi novia el el, el, el peruano si tú sabes uh -huh. tú la encontré encontré con ella. Y hablamos español, yo he probado hablar español mucho, pero es una perfecta oportunidad eh, para practicar mi idioma. Y cuando estoy aquí, yo quiero usar esta oportunidad. Es, es no mejor, eh, es no mejor, ¿cómo se dice? Way, there's no better way. Es no mejor. ¿cómo? La mejor manera, the best way. La mejor es, es, es no mejor manera para practicar. Si tú tienes algo persona en tu casa, que tú vives, es, es perfecto. Ah, mi novia, escribir ahora. Mira. Ella en la otra cama. Lu Bautista, ¿no? Sí, Luisiana, ella. Luisiana. Sí. ¿Quieres decir hola a Luisiana? Otra vez. Hola. Luisiana, ya vimos hace poco en la llamada con Persil. Un beso muy sí. fuerte. Ahí, 
Ella es decir a tú, no, no olvidar cuando ven, ven, tú, vienes a, tú, tú vienes a Perú, tiene una cama aquí, tiene una casa sí. que tú me, puedes. Me, claro, me invitó a, a ir a Perú y yo también la invito aquí a España, claro. Cuando, venga, sí. cuando vengas tú también a Madrid, porque tú estuviste en Madrid por última vez en 2015, ¿no? Yo, sí, 2015, no, sí. No, 2016. Sí, eso. Sí, pero Madrid es una de mis ciudades favoritas. Me gusta Madrid. Por ejemplo, muchas personas amo Barcelona, sí, yo uh -huh. gusto Barcelona también, pero para mí Madrid es más especial. No lo sé por qué, pero sí, sí, yo, yo gusto Madrid mucho, mucho, mucho. Y sí, yo extraño, Madrid extraño un poco también su... So. Yo espero voy a venir a Madrid pronto, tal vez con Luisiana. Sí, sí, ojalá, ojalá podáis. Sí. En, en, en España, Luis, eh, Luigi, ¿tú usas la palabra ojalá también? Sí. Ah, sí, yo, yo creo, esta no, pero sí, yo creo solamente personas usas, usan ojalá en Latinoamérica, pero no en España también, entonces. Sí, sí, es, es una palabra de origen árabe, viene de Inshallah. Sí, sí, lo sé. En México, cuando yo tomo un clase, mi profesora dime, en ese es muy lógico. Ojalá, inshallah, sí. Claro, entonces, Creo... siempre para algo que deseas, ¿no? Algo que quieres que pase, algo que quieres, o que te hace ilusión. Ojalá nos reencontremos, sí. Claro, sí, sí ojalá sí. nos veamos, ojalá vengas a verme, ojalá te salga bien el examen, ojalá encuentres lo que buscas, y así. Sí, sí. Sí. ¿Te visitaste América Latina también? ¿Tú me dices sí o no? ¿Cómo que no? ¿Te conoces? ¿Te conoces? ¿Tú conoces Latinoamérica también? Solamente he estado en Cuba. Cuba. Y, y en Estados Unidos, en Miami. Dos veces en Así, ah, ¿Solamente, ¿Solamente Miami? No conozco ni Sudamérica, Brasil, Argentina, Perú, Colombia, nada. El, el dos viajes para Miami y Cuba es... ¿Viajaste separado o juntos? Sí, fui a, porque fui a Estados Unidos, porque un amigo mío sí. vivía en, en Ohio ah. y fui a verlo. Ah, sí. Y luego aquí... Ah, mi, tío, mi, mi tío vive en Ohio también. ¿Ah, sí? <risa> sí, 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 para 20 años. Okay. Eh, para Cuba solo visitar, creo. Para... Sí, con... hice un viaje de tres semanas con un amigo de AEG, de AEG Kharkiv. <risa> No, 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 no recuerdo, pero ¿qué te piensas con Cuba? Pero Cuba, yo no conozco Cuba todavía, pero yo quiero mucho y es un país muy especial, pero ¿qué te, qué te piensas con eh, Cuba? Estoy curioso. A ver, es un lugar, como tú dices, muy especial y con mucha, ¿sabes? Como dos, dos partes, la parte muy humana, ¿no? De... Las personas son muy abiertas, muy amables, les encanta hablar, les encanta compartir, bailar, ¿sabes? Sí. como vivir la vida al día, carpe diem. Sí. Y luego está la parte política y la parte de no tenemos dinero, no podemos viajar. Entonces, claro, ahí es difícil porque la gente allí no tiene libertad para poder irse a otro país, sí. no tiene dinero para poder vivir bien, para tener una vida 
¿sabes? Cómoda. Entonces, esa realidad de escasez, ¿sabes? De poca, pocos recursos económicos, hace que sea muy difícil ver el país, ¿sabes? Como ir a Turquía o ir a Rusia o ir a Francia. Y sí. al final todo está filtrado por esa realidad de dificultad y de que no tienen trabajo o que ganan muy poco. Entonces es complicado mmm, tener como una opinión muy firme, ¿sabes? Porque hay muchas contradicciones y muchas cosas difíciles de entender. Pero personalmente para mí fue un viaje extraordinario. Fue genial, lo disfruté muchísimo. Sí, yo pienso por un, por un turista es perfecto, pero por un local, por un cubano, es un poco difícil. Yo veo un no, no, no película, pero un serie en Netflix llama Cuba Libre, que es como un corto de historia de Cuba. Yo yo inter, interesado en historia en general mucho también, pero sí, estaba el TV serie yo recomiendo para ti, para personas que eh, ver ahora. Eh, y yo, eso es curioso, yo no, no lo sé. ¿Tú conoces Turquía o no? No, no recuerdo. No, tío, no conozco. Ah, porque ah, qué mal. No sé, <risa> no sé por qué, pero nunca, nunca Entonces, la oportunidad o el momento, pero he tenido es que... que he querido ir a, a Estambul, a Izmir, pero al final no, sí. tengo pendiente, me falta conocer de esa zona. Falta conocer Turquía, eh, Rumanía, bueno, por supuesto, Armenia, Azerbaiyán, Georgia, uno de esos sitios. Y me apetece mucho, me apetece mucho ir a Turquía. Entonces tienes que venir a Turquía pronto. Sí, Estambul, ciudad está en dos continentes. De España es la, la, el billete es muy, muy económico. Entonces, cuando tú buscas la fecha correcta, es, es muy económico. De Barcelona, de Madrid, como 100 dólares. Sí. Más o menos, ¿cuánto? 100 dólares, más o menos, Ajá. una vez. En total, 200. Claro, ida y vuelta, 200, ¿no? Sí, más o menos, pero tú puedes buscar una fecha bien, no todo el tiempo, pero sí, especialmente en la día, en la en the weekday, uh, no fin de semana, sí. So. Pues sí, tengo ganas de, de ir a Turquía y mmm, también de conocer no solamente Estambul, sino la Turquía sí. más continental, ¿no? La parte central. Un poco la Turquía más auténtica. La última año, con, con la corona tiempo, por tres meses yo viajaste en Turquía. Yo viajaste a las ciudades que yo no viajé. Eh, tenemos 81 ciudades en, en general. Eh, antes yo he visto más o menos media 40. Eh, yo he visto la otra 40 también, la sur, sudeste. Es, es muy, muy interesante. Personas es muy, muy amable, muy, muy hospitable. Eh, para mí, como turco, estaba muy, muy diferente, muy, muy interesante, muy amable. Para, un, para, para ti, creo, es más interesante. Pero sí, Turquía es un país grande. Y es, 
muy heterogéneo también. Uh, personas, la cultura, todo cambió cuando tú viajaste. So, sí, yo recomiendo no solo conocer Istanbul, no solo Izmir, Chanakalabada, pero la, es también como Van, Kars, Mardin, Diyarbakir, se, es las ciudades cerca de Irak, Siria, Irán, pero muy bueno. Personas especialmente, amazing, estupendo. Muy bien. Es que el, año, sí. el, el año del coronavirus ha sido un año para hacer turismo local, ¿no? La gente, sí. tu propio país, ¿no? Entonces, si estás en Turquía, pues te vas a otras ciudades de Turquía, en España, pues ir a pueblos, a una casa en el campo, en el bosque y hacer un poco de conocer mejor tu propio, tu propio país de forma más profunda. Sí, creo que es muy importante conocer tu propio país también, pero especialmente cuando tú vives en un país grande como España, como Turquía, como Rusia, Sí, es muy bien viajar en otros países, pero viajas, viajar en tu mismo país, países, eh, sí, muy importante también para conocer tu misma cultura. Mm -hmm. right, let's switch back to English and slowly come to a conclusion. This was a good practice for me, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 very good, man. Like, very fluent and you are in the good direction, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. And as I said, Louisiana, my girlfriend, has a lot of, has a big role to play there as well. Again, for people who are watching, like being with someone, like close friends, house, roommates, or girlfriend, boyfriend, and practicing the language with them is an amazing opportunity. Because in the beginning, it's difficult. You have, I, I think you have dated with girls from different countries as well. And in the beginning, it's hard to communicate, try to communicate in that language because you cannot express yourself as well as you do in your native language or in English, but when you be patient a bit and pass that threshold, then the advancement is super fast and super, like, it's based on a very strong foundation. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, it's like a bottle, right? Like, you have to go through, yeah. the, you know, the first part, which is, like, harder, but then once you get into the bottle, then you can, like, fly free and you have a lot of resources. But there is like going through the small part in order to feel at ease and, and comfortable. Yeah, like definitely with with relationships, right? But uh, in every in every field of life, right? Like if you want to be professional at all the language, you have to suffer at the beginning a little bit and feel like a small kid, sort of, right? Like yeah. you don't understand yeah. and you are like naive. People laugh because they understand what you say, but you don't understand what they say. So yeah, yeah. you have to like be resilient in that uh, period for a while, and then slowly. But that, the good thing is that you can see results and you can see the progress quite quickly if you do it like daily and you really devote time and effort. You see the results, and then that gives you like refuels your motivation to go hard exactly exactly it is like everything else it starts difficult at first but then it pays off wait Louisiana wait she's here let's finish by Luciana saying hello to you en español en español <laughs> hola 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 Luis aquí estamos conversando ¿Qué? de la vida viajes y idiomas y demás en español 
Sí, sí he estado escuchando. Sí. Él, él trabaja aquí y yo trabajo en el otro cuarto. Sí, tenemos oficinas distintas. <risa> sí. Cada uno en su, despacho, en su despacho de coworking, ¿no? Sí, algo así. Coworking Lima. <risa> ¿Qué tú piensas con la conversación sobre la conversación? ¿Está bien? Sí, sí, me gusta mucho que compartan experiencias, sobre todo. Para las personas que, que están viendo o que van a ver después el video, uh -huh. es muy importante. Sí. sí, me gusta mucho. Así que ya sabes, cuando vienes a Perú, acá tienes donde quedarte. Muchísimas gracias. Oye, he visto, mañana tienes una charla con un chico de Senegal, ¿no? Ah, sí. ¿no? Sí, a mañana, sí. Pero estaba, la charla estaba en, estaba en tur, tur, eh, turco. Uh -huh. Sí, pero ella habló muy bien turco. Ella habló inglés y francés también para, es por personas turcos. Entonces, sí, sí. Okay. Hacemos en turco. Uh -huh. Chao, y cuídate mucho. Que <risa> ah, vaya muy bien. Hasta luego. Ok, Luigi. Thank you very much. This was a nice chat. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we say goodbye? Well, like I am like very happy to collaborate in your <laughs> Insta page and in your project, you know, that I I have seen that you have like a lot of chats with different people from different backgrounds in Turkish, in English, in Spanish. Spanish. So I'm, I'm always I'm always glad, you know, to to feel part and to take part in, in such projects, you know, with open-minded, international-minded people. It's always a pleasure and let's in touch, you know. Likewise. Yeah, I'm looking forward to even more, even further collaborations with you, but thank you very much. This was a lot of fun, Luigi, and I'm sure it has been and will be inspirational for a lot of people. So thank you very much and take care. Hasta luego, hermano. Thank you. Gracias, tío. Hasta luego. Bye-bye. <laughs>